Hello and welcome to the Sheboyganders podcast, a podcast for all the Christmas elves and all of their friends and spouses and children and parents and dogs. My name is Robert Presley and I just spent my last dollar on a dirty, sickly looking child in the shoe store I was just at. And my name is Joey Presley and sir, I want to buy these <laughs> shoes. For my mama, please. <laughs> it's Christmas Eve and these shoes are just her size. I love that song. It's a holiday song with a good message that um, children who um, are dirty and ostensibly have dying <laughs> parents um, truly deserve charity. But I believe in my heart of heart and my mind of minds that that child is a child grifter who is trying to con a Christian stranger out of a pair of shoes. Yeah, I don't, uh, I've been, I just heard this song for the first time this past week, and I don't know that there's really any other other, other way that you can read it. Uh, is, I actually looked up um, signs of a con man, <laughs> and the important, the important things I found were first a, um, in a, uh, a convincing story, usually very emotionally based, mm -hmm. so we have... Um, it's Christmas Eve, and Mama might meet Jesus tonight. Um, a a uh, an investment opportunity mm -hmm. um, that you know I already have this many shares in this company, but you should also get in on the ground level. And so this kid has a bunch of pennies, and you <laughs> should lay your money down. Um, and then uh, also the the press for urgency when there is none. So he mm -hmm. says, uh, Mister, will you hurry, please? Um, Daddy says there's not much time. Well, why now? Why why are you why are you getting the shoes now? It's Christmas Eve. You think you would have uh, planned ahead? And finally, um, dressing for success. So mm -hmm. con men uh, will generally approach you with uh, uh, well up do. That's hair. What is it called? <laughs> Suit. Um, <laughs> and uh, 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 this child is. For some reason, dirty and in the mall. Who left him there? Where is the dad? Dad says there's not much time, so the kid took a bus to the mall? <laughs> there's yeah. a lot wrong with that song. Well, and I'll add one more other thing um, that I think con men do is uh, if you involve singing in any way, that's going to generally give want people to give you money just to get you out of their hair. That's um, the, the Catholic Church. Exactly, yes. So, anyway, um, this is uh, the Sheboyganders podcast, back after a brief nine-month hiatus. <laughs> we had a baby. We had a baby. Um, not us. We the separately. The podcast had a baby. The podcast had a baby. Um, its name is Frank Lloyd <laughs> Wright. <laughs> and she's doing great. Um, uh, but uh, we, we are a podcast, a variety comedy podcast. Um, if you haven't listened to us before, this is our very special Christmas episode. Mm -hmm. If you couldn't tell by the now uh, two minutes of shoes. Um, and, and we're very <laughs> excited to bring you this. Uh, we're going to start out with a segment called the Sheboygan Second. Um, in this segment, um, Robert is going to guess what a local news story out of Sheboygan is based on one second of audio from me. So... Um, are you ready? I have never been more ready. Okay. I have been gestating. Ooh. Uh, all right. <laughs> Three, two, one. Christmas boat. Christmas boat. Um, let's see. 
Did because uh, I know like boats have crashed into the pier in Sheboygan. Ooh, you are astonishingly close. So Keep did it. someone have like a Christmas boat and it, or did a boat crash into a Christmas tree? I'm gonna I... go with that. That's my final answer. A boat crashed into a Christmas tree. A boat crashed into a Christmas tree. Well, you got all of the words that you said are in this article. <laughs> um, so this comes from Milwaukee Magazine. Um, this is a story by Anna Lardinois. Um, it's a wonderful story. Not really. Um, <laughs> it's called The Legend of Lake Michigan's Captain Santa and His Christmas Tree Boat. So this is normal. Nor- <laughs> yeah, it's very good. Um, Captain Santa. It, it starts out very whimsical. Um, normally we would do sort of news stories, like this is what happened in Sheboygan. This is kind of about uh, 100 years old news, um, but it's new folklore. to me. It's folklore. Um, so yeah, uh, and I highly recommend the Milwaukee Magazine. Um, I think it's called the Milwaukee Magazine. The website says Milwaukee. Um, anyway, <laughs> it's just Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Um, so uh, I'm just going to read this article in full. Um, Robert, stop me if at any time you need more clarification. I-, I love this article so much because it is so whimsical and it does involve the death of seven people. <laughs> oh, so let me just start from the beginning. The Great Lakes are full of legendary tales of triumph and tragedy, yet few are more enduring than that of the fabled Roos Simmons, better known as the Christmas Tree Boat. You were wait, right wait, wait. The Roos, is the Roos Simmons the name of the boat? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess people do name boats. I kind of forgot that for a second. Yeah. They also gender them. Yes. Um, the three-mast wooden schooner was built in 1868 and spent most of her career on the lake hauling lumber. By the fall of 1912, so that is, what, 44 years after its birth? Um, and the also <laughs> the same year that the Titanic sank. Yes. Um, I just did a quick math. Mm-hmm. And then I realized right after. By the fall of 1912, the 44-year-old workhouse was <laughs> weather-worn and leaky. She would soon set sail on an inauspicious final journey that would ensure her place in the collection of holiday tales revisited each year as the icy gales howl across Lake Michigan's stormy waters to usher in the winter season. So very whimsical, very fun. Yes. On November 22, 1912, the ship was scheduled to leave for Chicago, bound for northern Michigan, and a, and a load of Christmas trees. So they were going up to Michigan to get the trees. The ship's captain and partial owner was Herman Schooneman, uh, affectionately known as Captain Santa. Aww. Did he have a big beard? I, I, there are no pictures of him. Um, because he died on the boat. Didn't yeah, he did <laughs> die on the boat. <laughs> So he's called Captain Santa. Um, he had worked for three decades. I'm just going to start summarizing. Uh, three decades hauling Christmas trees uh, into Chicago. So he got him from the far up north, brought him down. Gotcha. Um, and blah, blah, blah. There's a, a the co-captain and co-owner of the ship, Captain Nelson, um, doubted the Ruth Simmons seaworthiness, um, but decided to make one last run uh, in order to honor his commitment to Schooneman. So, so Captain can I just, um, Captain Nelson, he didn't get a cool nickname? No, <laughs> Vice Santa. Um, <laughs> Santa. So, yeah, so shoot him and uh, Captain Santa was like, fuck, let's go. And Captain Nelson was like, mm, I don't know if it's seaworthy. It's a 44-year-old uh, boat. Um, also, Nelson's daughter, Elvita, begged her father not to say it, sail with the boat. Um, popular lore suggests her tearful pleading was related to a premonition she had about the fate of that final journey of the year. Boy, I um, love premonitions, let me tell you. <laughs> I like, this is my favorite sentence. Despite his daughter's tears, <laughs> Nelson prepared to leave with the ship, promising his family it would be his final tree run, as Ooh, it always goes. Yes. This is my last, this is uh, it's a cop uh, one month from retirement, um, which they should all. Santa one month from retirement. Santa one month. 
Um, and then Shuneman made the same promise to his family. It's a last go. Come on, we can do it. So, filled with foreboding, the men prepared to leave Chicago on a Friday, um, unlucky day. Um, there are also 13 <laughs> men on the roster for the journey, an unlucky number. Um, so, compounded bad luck, they pressed on, um, uh, exiting the ship in large... Or, oh, oh, they also noticed that rats were exiting the ship in large numbers. So, even the rats... <laughs> Did not want to be on the ship. I really just, I, I just, I feel like if the rats are leaving the ship, you really shouldn't have gone. <laughs> yeah, there's, um, if, if the things that represent all that is dirty and nasty are, say, your ship is not good. Is the next sentence, and then they noticed all the cockroaches crawling out of the ship and, and swimming to shore. And there, and all the, um, vultures. <laughs> were swimming we're out of the ship. The, no, the vultures were circling. Yeah, the vultures were circling. There, there were sharks. There were um, the Great Lake Michigan sharks were surrounding the ship. There was a lion and a there dolphin. Was a, <laughs> the dolphin was... was a spot of bright light in all the tragedy of this tale. There was two of every animal. Mm-hmm. They sent out a dove and it came back with an olive branch. <laughs> Very good. Um, we're, we're honoring our Christian heritage this way. So uh, the journey to Michigan was an uneventful one, but uh, then when they reached the store, the shore, uh, the crew again noticed another parade of rats filling the ship. So the ones that did stay on the ship, they said, no, that was enough. It was probably the same sort of thing, like the rats' children said, no, we have to leave. And the, the, um, the, the hubris-filled other rats said, no, we're going, but once they reached the can I side. Can I just say, are we sure that this wasn't sort of like a rat transportation thing, where they just were getting off the ship because they made it to <laughs> Chicago? That was their destination. Yeah, I mean, I just like, you know, I think maybe they were reading too much into this. Yeah, it's not fate. It's just rats traveling. Um, <laughs> the Ratatouille proved you, you can never accept anything less than that from rats. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, some of the crew did not get, once they reached Michigan, some of the crew took a train home because um, they did not want to go in there. And there was a threat of an incoming storm, um, blah, blah, blah. So when they left the docks, there may have been between uh, 16 and 23 men on board. Um, I'll give you a little spoiler. They all perished. Oh. So, yes. All 16 um, to 23 of them. All 16 to 23. And we never found the bodies. Um, so uh, skies were clear when they left, but before long, they encountered what was later called the greatest storm of the decade, um, battling 65-mile-per-hour winds, cold rains, uh, and then suddenly the temperature dropped and rain turned to snow. Uh, 40-foot walls of waves crashed upon the deck of the ship. Um, they were all covered in a shell of ice. Um, they, uh, as they neared Kowaskum, they sent a distress sing- signal. Um, and uh, apparently people could see the boat from shore with all of its sails torn and the deck weighted down by ice. Um, so a lifeboat was dispatched, um, lifeboat got out close, and then watched the ship disappear. Oh. Yeah, there was a big wave, lots of wind, and they could no longer see the ship. Um, so the last thing that Captain Nelson wrote, uh, they found a note, um, was, Friday, everyone goodbye. I guess we are all through. During the night, the small boat washed overboard, leaking bad. Invald and Steve lost too. God help us. So this is really just a light Christmas yeah, This tale. is really, yeah, I'm just like, I'm, I'm wondering where the light dust comes in. Yeah, it doesn't. Um, so <laughs> the only evidence that, this is the lightness, uh, the only evidence that the ship had ever been there were the evergreens that continued to wash ashore. <sighs> 
Um, the green Three trees, Christmas trees ready for Christmas decorations were claimed by the townspeople who say that Captain Santa continued his job of delivering trees. Eh. That's um, a very, that's a very uh, loose interpretation of what happened. <laughs> right. Um, and then when the pines that washed up to shore were no longer green, the townspeople used the wood to create Christmas ornaments. So, yeah, they just carved from the whole of this wreckage. Um, of uh, beautiful Christmas ornaments from their stolen trees. Um, so then uh, nothing really happened on that until 1924 when Captain Santa's wallet was recovered from the lake. Um, the wallet was made of waterproof oil skin. Um, so uh, the undamaged contents of the pouch were returned to the man's widow. Um, and as the story was relayed, it was noted with a twinkle in the storyteller's eye that the name of the fishing boat which recovered Captain Santa's wallet was Reindeer. <sighs> this storyteller just either made this whole thing up or he killed Captain Santa, Captain Santa. and stole his wallet. And stole his wallet. <laughs> uh, so uh, he didn't make it up because uh, they did find the ship in 1971 mm -hmm. um, uh, off the coast of Two Rivers. Um, Trivers. Trivers, yeah. Uh, it was observed that she lost her steering wheel, making it impossible for the crew to sail into the safety of the shore. So truly, Jesus did take the wheel, <laughs> and he did not give it back. Oh, maybe that was the holiday spirit. <laughs> the Dever also noted, there's so much luck shit with this. Um, the Dever also noted the good luck horseshoe found on many d boats that hung from the cabin wall near the steering wheel was missing one of its nails. So rather than being in an upside-down U-shaped position that allows the horseshoe to gather luck um the shoe was facing downwards um which means that the luck was turned out inverted luck inverted yes. luck um so they found the ship uh but there's a lot of legend now every year around christmas time people say they see the ship sailing through lake michigan um with its tattered sails uh going as fast as ever despite uh the calmness of the night so you know that, that kind of reminds me of when um our dad insisted that he saw whales in lake michigan Yes. It's a nice story, but it's not true. It's not true. <laughs> Are you really doubting the veracity of this boat? I'm not doubting the veracity of the boat. I believe that the boat existed, but I doubt that people are, are seeing oh, a yeah. ghost boat um, in the lake. Some things are stranger than fiction. Um, so, yeah, uh, apparently now... Uh, so the, the, the widow uh, was buried next to an empty grave where Captain Santa was to be laid to rest oh. um, in Chicago. Um, and uh, people say that when they go to the tombstone, they can still smell evergreens, despite there being none. Hmm. So it was a delicious story of death and destruction on Christmas Eve. Yeah, I am. Um, yeah, I... I feel bad making light of it, but I feel like someone years. already has made light of it, you know, by telling this story. With a twinkle in their With eye. With a twinkle in their eye. And, uh, yeah. That was a lovely story, though. Check out Milwaukee Magazine for more lovely stories of history. This is an endorsement of Milwaukee Magazine. Uh, it's an ex implicit endorsement. Okay. We are not making money from Milwaukee Magazine. Not at all. Um... So, now it is time for our next segment, Robert's Review Review. So, uh, I'm going to take us to a mystical, magical, Christmassy land far, far away. That's right. We are going to the North Pole. Oh. The North Pole, Alaska. 
Oh, is that on be... the geographic North Pole? It is not. It is near Fairbanks. Okay. Which, um, if you know anything about the geography of uh, Alaska, is not at the North Pole. Okay. Because <laughs> none of Alaska is at the North Pole. But it is a, yeah, it's a little tiny town. And they have a place there, which is called the Santa Claus House. Ooh. So imagine you're a, you're a small child and Done. you are wondering where santa lives so you go into google maps and you type santa claus house and bada bing bada boom there you are north pole alaska turns out this is not santa claus's actual house this is just basically a gift shop that sells christmas things and has a santa and apparently reindeer that you can take pictures with ain't that always the case that is always the case it's um it's a commodified version of santa that's the true war on Christmas. That is the true war on Christmas. I, I like that because it kind of assumes that Santa is not already a commodified <laughs> version of Christmas. He was a saint at one point. That's true. But um, so anyway, yeah. So a lot of these reviews are people who I guess were just expecting a lot more from this um, this mystical uh, biblical place. <laughs> okay. Uh, this this person just sounds so disappointed. So we pulled into a parking lot and saw the huge rundown statue of Santa. I had an oh no moment, but it was too late to retreat. The kids saw Santa's house. Uh, Did they come from Florida? Something like that, yeah. Something like that. Um, a lot of people said, uh, you know, make sure Santa is in and not resting, in quotes. <laughs> Don't know what Santa does on his rest. He's in an opium den. That could be it. He could also be, apparently, um, one person says, this place has a problem with getting perverted Santas. They're always way too touchy with the girls. Oh, no. Um, and so, one, one, one reviewer says, it's not very good. I got a snow globe from there. When I took it out of the box, there was rat droppings. This shop needs to close down now. Is it in the snow globe? Or <laughs> you sure it wasn't confetti? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know that I believe that review. But uh, those are some of the reviews. There, I have a lot more. Go but for them. If you have, uh, if you have thoughts about Santa's den, well, <laughs> it uh, it it seems bad. It does seem bad, yeah. Um, I mean, so it does have a four point three review average. Oh, okay, um, so these are just—it's like apartment shopping. Yes, you, you can't trust the worst reviews because somebody's just unhappy about them. So. Yeah, sometimes you can't trust the worst reviews because they're just—they um, don't make any sense. Um, this person says. North Polo, Santa House. We were expecting more. <laughs> I do have, I don't know anything about Alaska. Um, so I am just in, in my mind picturing a little house like up a mountain. And mm -hmm. so these people come all this way, like their pilgrimage to Mecca um, to face the ultimate spiritual being, which is Sinterklaas. <laughs> Santa. And um, they experience rat droppings instead. Yes, exactly. Um, this person says the worst srake, I think they're trying to spell steak. I've ever tried to eat nothing but fat. What? <laughs> they sell steaks? I don't know if they do. <laughs> <laughs> they were reviewing the hibachi grill. Exactly, they're right next door. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they tried to eat like a reindeer steak or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> One reviewer says the Santa there tried to kill my family. <laughs> no elaboration. Okay. Well, no elaboration necessary. We got all the information. Um, the other uh, genre of reviews on this uh, on this 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 location this uh, 
attraction mm-hmm. are um, poorly spelled, uh, basically letters to Santa just misplaced terribly. They ended up in the review section of, of Google. But uh, <laughs> someone just says, hey, Santa Claus, iPad. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what they want, or is that what they sent the message from? I don't know. That could be it. Yeah, I uh, sent from my iPad. But someone says, I want a tablet, Santa emoji, heart emoji, heart emoji, credit card emoji, kiss emoji, kiss emoji, uh, wiggly face, winky face, heart, uh, kissy face. Okay. So tablets are a common want. I guess so. This person just says, please gift Santa Claus, one word. Yeah, this is not this is not how you do it, folks. The age of technology. We used to just write letters to Santa, and now we can leave a review on his house and ask him for things. Exactly, uh, love oh. it, Santa Claude, Sean <laughs> Claude, Santa Dam, Santa Claus. This is good. Come to Kenya. <laughs> Did they go there? I don't know. They said I swam. And and took a Christmas schooner and drove all the way to Santa Claus's house. And I recognize that it is too far. It is good, but I would prefer Santa came to Kenya. Yeah, I don't know if they want Santa Claus's house to come to Kenya or if they just want Santa Claus to come to Kenya. In which case, it's kind of kind of sad. Yeah, well, Kenya is a thriving country. They'll be fine. Yeah. Um, and then there are, unfortunately, I think there are some some comments here from from like children. Oh, are disappointed. Uh oh. Selena, Santa Claus, you telling me I hate you? I'm just a kid. You can't do that to me. That is bad news to a kid like me. That just made me feel like I'm going to cry. That's one of the children that he touched inappropriately. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh oh. Um, Santa is a weeaboo. I don't. I didn't know that. But oh, um, <laughs> they walked into the break room and he was watching JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Yeah, I, I I wouldn't be surprised. Anything else? Uh, I have one comment here. Someone says, jive time. Time. A-A. Few, few. Two, two. Me, 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 me. And, and you know, that's what we were all thinking. I'm glad somebody had the, had the guts to say it. I have a couple more, actually. Okay. Sorry to keep cutting you off. I just, this is a gold mine of Santa-related content. Continua, por favor. Um, someone says, no, this is not Santa's house. He was never real. Plus, if this was Santa's house, do you really think Jew would let people see him in real life? Oh, well, there are two things I hate about that. (laughs) (laughs) One is the idea that where these children are either condemning or asking Santa for presents, somebody is also saying he's not real, which, by the way, children who are listening, that's not true. There is a Santa Claus, Victoria. Um, And the other thing is... (laughs) There's a, a vague anti-Semitism that the... What was that last line? The Jews are keeping us from Do you Santa. really think Jew, singular, would let people see him in real life? Yeah, that's... I mean, they don't... Uh, person, they don't um, celebrate Christmas, but they also don't keep you from Christmas. And that's something we need to think about. Exactly. The Jews are an accepting people. This has been um, the acceptance hour where we correct common misconceptions found in google reviews yes um well um future true crime yeah that's right it's time for future true crime the 
award-winning segment from the Shaboy Ganders <laughs> podcast. Uh, what award did it win? Um, the the Future True Crime Award for this podcast, which was presented at the 2019 Vanity Fair um, Awards Recognition Center uh, by um, uh, Lucille Ball. Wow, I I didn't I wasn't aware. Well, that shows how much you listen to. <laughs> me uh anyway <laughs> so this okay. this segment um is um as we all know uh true crime shows are overdone um all the true criminals have already been um they've already know, been caught they've already been caught we already got the zodiac killer we decoded that letter and found mm-hmm. out all of his tricks i mean um, honestly we don't even really have crime anymore yeah well no school shootings anyway um <laughs> but uh, lining's so the, the, the purpose of this segment is to figure out who will be the next true criminal. And in the spirit of the holidays, um, I believe that the next true criminal, and this has been kind of uh, detailed in the previous segment, will be Jolly Old St. Nicholas. Um, and I, I'm, I'm sure people have made this connection before because it's patently obvious um, that Santa Claus has the means. Um, he can travel to any house, lickety-split. He has um, time travel. He has time travel. He has the motive. Um, it, Kids are bad. That's <laughs> mm, true. I mean, it, it takes a, a serious narcissist and sociopath to monitor the behavior of children 365 days a year. Um, so I, I believe that jolly old St. Nicholas um, will be uh, the next true criminal. Um, and I'd like to compare him to another true criminal, John Wayne Gacy, um, also obsessed with kids. You know, um, I, I, I agreed with you up until now. Well, th- think about it. Um, obsessed with kids, dresses up um, in a in a costume. Does uh, Santa dress up in a costume? I thought that was just like his style. Well, every every everything we wear is a costume. It's all theater of the body. Um, <laughs> and third, and probably most importantly, um, Sufjan Stevens wrote a song about both of them. Oh, that is true. Yes. Common denominator. So what we're going to do is a little quiz, um, Robert. I'm going to tell you some quotes from Santa Claus in his various iterations and some from John Wayne Gacy, and I want you to guess which is which. Do we and have direct quotes from Santa Claus? Yes, we do. He's been in a couple movies. Okay. Um, that's, that's right. I forgot about those. And I'll, I'll cite my sources here. So first, you know, clowns can get away with murder. Who do you think that was? I am going to have to say Santa Claus. No, that was John Wayne Gacy. <laughs> Um, but close um, You better watch out You better not cry You better not pout I'm telling you why So that was Santa That was Santa from Santa Claus is Coming to Town Did he write that song though? Uh, he said it in the movie Santa Claus is Coming to Town <laughs> Okay <laughs> um, Did he really Is there really a movie where he says that? Yes there is uh, it's, it's about the evolution of Santa Claus We watched it with dad a couple weeks ago oh. He says Well you better watch out you you better not cry. You, you better not pout. I'm telling you why. Was it Obama as Santa Claus? Yeah. <laughs> Don't get it twisted. <laughs> Santa Claus is coming. Two times. <laughs> um, so uh, here's another quote. I would definitely not be homosexual. I have nothing against what they do, and I don't <laughs> deny that I've engaged with, in sex with males, but that I'm bisexual. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to say John Wayne Gacy. That was John Wayne Gacy. Um, it's my gift for thirst. Ooh. I'm going to say John Wayne Gacy on that one. No, that was Santa in a Coca-Cola <laughs> ad. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. I don't believe in hitting children. 
Santa. No, Gacy. Damn, this is tough. Uh, Jingle, 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 you will hear my sleigh bells ring. I am old Kris Kringle. I'm the king of jingling. Uh, I'm going to say neither. I'm going to say that was Kris Kringle. No, that was Santa. (laughs) Go by different names. Um, And that was from (laughs) Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Okay. Um, uh, Okay, one more. No, I have more quotes. Um, That one mother that gets on television all the time who thinks I should get 33 injections, I think she ought to take 33 Valiums and go lie down. (laughs) Uh, John Wayne Gacy. That was John Wayne Gacy, yes. Um, uh, Another quote. Now Dasher, now Dancer, now Prancer, and Vixen, on Comet, on Cupid, on Donner, and Blitzen. Boy, these just get tougher and tougher. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say Santa on that one. Uh, yes, that was Santa from Clement Clark Moore's The Night Before Christmas, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, another one. If they want to be convinced or brainwashed into what they believe, then fine. Then go ahead and kill me. But vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, because you would have executed someone who didn't commit the crime. I think Santa said that. That was sort of his deathbed monologue. It, yes. Um, in, what was the movie where they kill Santa? Um, that was Santa's sleigh. No, actually, I think it was uh, Grandma got run over by a reindeer, and then the Grandma's family sought vengeance, so they went to the North Pole and killed Santa, and he delivered a very stunning... Um, a chilling monologue. Chilling monologue, yeah. It still sticks sticks in my craw to this day. It was actually John Wayne Gacy. Okay, yes. Um, and, and another one. The giver of every good and perfect gift has called upon us to mimic God's giving by grace through faith and this is not of ourselves. Remember now, Gacy was a Christian. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say John Wayne Gacy then. Uh, no, that was the <laughs> historical St. Nicholas of Myra. Okay. Okay, another quote. Um, Mr. Can I buy these shoes? I think that was uh, J- John Wayne Gacy. No, that was the child from Christmas <laughs> Shoes, the song. Um, all the police are going to get me for is running a funeral parlor without a license. Wow. Um, that's got to be John Wayne Gacy. That huh? was John Wayne Gacy. Final quote. Um, ho, ho, ho. That would be Willem. That would, And Santa. Um, the source on that is unknown. So, yeah, that was... Uh, uh, that was my thesis and uh, defense of uh, Santa Claus being the next serial killer. Watch out for it in the headlines. Okay. Um, I, I, I guess I get it, yeah. I, I think that Santa... I think what we should do maybe then, if we're so worried about Santa becoming a serial killer, is maybe take some um, precautionary measures. So oh, light your fireplace. <laughs> light your fireplace. Um, if that doesn't work, maybe just bake a little COVID into your cookies this year. This yes. is sort of a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to get him. He has several risk factors. That's um, true. So yeah, do, do what you can. Do your part um, to get rid of Santa. Um, now we're going to take some advice questions. So I put out something on Facebook. Um, asking for advice, and we got, how ma- guess how many responses? <laughs> I was going to guess zero. It was zero. Um, I also put it out like two hours ago. Um, <laughs> we so, don't have that much of a following. We don't. We um, also probably a, you know, um, aborted much of our following after being pregnant for nine months. I, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to make this about abortion. I'm so sorry. That's fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to start with a question. This uh, this comes from. Uh, r slash ask uk on reddit i went there because i was tired of america 
Um, so this person, uh, you slash music for one, um, asks, how do I politely get out of a Zoom Christmas party uh, without offending anyone or being too bah humbug? My colleagues want us to pay £30 each for the delight of sitting at home on a Friday night and playing some awful Zoom game like musical bingo. I've not heard of that one. Um, I'm not even that keen on them in the daytime, but to pay money to do some awful organized fun activity with them at the end of the workday as well, I feel like half the team are probably thinking the same thing, but the other half are trying to inject some positivity, which I'm all for, if it didn't cost $30 or involve my personal time. Um, should I say something or wait till someone else does? So, <sighs> bah humbug is what I say. Well, we solved it. You're a jerk. Go to your office party. Come yeah, on. Well, That's the worst that can here's happen. My, here's my thought. If they're charging 30 bucks for it, there's got to be a good reason for it. It's got to be worth like, it. There's got to be like some fireworks or something at uh, the end of it. Like gonna, in someone's home. They're going to tickle you. <laughs> they're going to give you $30 back. Oh, that could be it. Yeah, or maybe. It's just a deposit. Um, yeah, I just uh, like I, I feel like there are lots of ways to get out of these sorts of things if you really wanted to. You could, I mean, say you have COVID. <laughs> probably a, a, probably a bad one but. Yeah, and they'll say, well, you're not going to interact with us You can still get it on the computer The thing, see, this is devious That they charge 30 pounds um, Can we the, do a quick, uh, just a Google Translate on that? Pounds? 30 uh, GBP to USD Oh, wow, that's uh, 40 bucks Oh, shit um, Yeah, so they, they charge that So you can't be like, ah, computer troubles which is what you would be want to do. I've done that. Just say like, oh shit, my computer pooped out. So I will not be joining y'all on your fun, fun holiday Zoom. But you can't because you've already paid $40. Do you get what I'm saying? You seem... Blank. Yeah, sorry. I got a little lost there. Um, yeah, so you can't <laughs> do it because you already paid. Yes. Well, you could say... I mean, you could say that like someone threw your computer off a balcony and it's going to take like a week to fix. <laughs> I'm going to... But you also like because of that, you can't make the payment. You know, because your computer is totally busted and you don't have any cash. Somebody shot shortage. my computer. Someone shot my computer um, in in an alleyway. Um, you could just go the blunt force route and just say, "I don't like you guys very much." Yeah, I mean, and I feel like if you don't go to this party, that's probably what they're gonna think of you anyway. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, that's you the, might as well just be honest about it. Tell them they suck. Tell them they suck. Tell them that they're that it's not worth it. I would. So what I would do for real is i would probably say why why am i paying 30 bucks for this are you expecting the answer from me because i don't know well that. no you wouldn't have the answer but i'm just sort of oh, wondering we're role playing okay here i'm the boss you're okay the, you're the guy okay um yeah hi um i am employee at company hello and... i am boss at company okay great I just want to make sure we didn't get our lines crossed here. Mm -hmm. um, so I hear you're having a christmas shindig yes um oh wait and... we're british I'll be British, you be American. Okay, yes. I, yes, I, we I, are I, having a little British shindig. <laughs> a shindig. Yes. Well. Um, can I, may, may, I, may I please ask? Um, yes. <laughs> why, why is it uh, 40 bucks US dollars? Well, it is 30 pounds, uh, <laughs> British pounds, um, because we need to afford the luxuries that accompany such things, such as... Um, Crab Rangoons, <laughs> uh, and a game of tip the hat towards the sailor monkey. Okay. Um, great. 
you, you know, tip the hat towards the sailor monkey is not a, a, a cheap expense, and, and we try to keep you happy. <laughs> We've paid for one pizza party, um, where we all shared a virtual pizza pie um, on Cooking Mama, the video game <laughs> on the Nintendo Wii. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, um, I would just sort of assume that if you're paying thirty bucks for it, it's like they've probably done something to make it worth it. I or, honestly don't think so. I think that's just to like cover overhead costs of the... Well, that might be it too. So it depends like too, like it depends on what you work at. If this is like a non profit, like you probably should do it. Oh. Or like a like a like a, a organization that's affected by COVID, then Let's like see. do it just to be nice. Oh, they say they work at the uh the NHS, which I believe is the National Health. That's the health service. Yeah. yeah. Why <laughs> they would you need not? it? They Fuck need you. It. Pay the thirty dollars, then don't go. Okay, that completely changes my point of view on this. So yes. Um. Okay, another story about a jerk. Um, a question. So this comes from a user uh, Dan Hilia. Don Quixote. Yes. Uh, they say our Christmas I keep gifts running into windmills. Oh, this is a. <laughs> what do? Um. <laughs> This is another British one. So uh, they say, our Christmas gifts for the bin men, um, translate garbage, uh, sanitation workers, um, off because of COVID, or is my bin men, translate sanitation worker, a knobber, translate fucker. Um, (laughs) So they say, left a bag of celebrations out as a thank you, but also as a bribe, as we had just had a kitchen delivered and subsequently a massive pile of cardboard as big as a car. Um, the guy looked straight at the celebrations and chucked them in the back of the truck <laughs> with all the cardboard. Um, so, uh, the question is... <laughs> I love the mental image this creates. I, I like to believe that the garbage man looked straight into their soul and said, I don't care about this, and just chucked it in the back. They said quite loudly, like, this is not a good present, and threw it. Um well, I think, so they say, is he a knobber? And I think we can all assume that uh, sanitation workers are not knobbers because they're frontline essential workers mm-hmm. um, doing the dirty work for us good American people, and they deserve a minimum $15 per hour wage. Um, but, so l- let's assume that he's not a good person. So now we have to figure out the real heart of this question, which is, um, why did he not take a gift? And I think, um, I think the, the binman um uh, saw the gift and did a mental calculus and he did a bit of a uh, Occam's razor approach and said is it more likely that this person has given me a gift um or is it more likely that somebody has wrapped up their trash as a present <laughs> right yeah i mean i i i think you would have to make it very very obvious that it was not trash if you're going to place it right next to your trash um, I have to assume that these garbage workers are kind of doing it on mental, mental, what's the word? Instinct. Yes. So they're probably just seeing muscle a big, memory. muscle memory. That's the one. So they're probably just seeing a big box full of stuff and saying, well, they're probably not thinking about it too much yeah. is what I'm saying. Well, he did say he looked. He looked. He looked and he said, he looked straight at the celebrations <laughs> and chucked them in the back of the truck. Well, maybe they were just very bad celebrations. <laughs> maybe it was like uh, like trash themed gifts. Oh, they wrapped it up in like McDonald's wrappers. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, just very poorly made. Like maybe it was like a poorly constructed like dollhouse. And... <laughs> just said, we don't know anything about you as a person, but we do know that this is your job. So here's like a little Tonka truck and a shovel. Right. And like we know you like this shit. Um, but I think. 
so the question here, um, going back to my Occam's razor idea, um, I think that the, the what you really need to do is you make you need to make your sanitation worker, your binman, understand his work. Okay. And this is not a one-day event. Mm-hmm. This is a process. This takes time. So every day, I think you should just, you know, wave and say, you are important. Okay. And, you know, the next day say, you are beautiful. And eventually the binman will go, I deserve a gift. And then when Christmas runs around, again, you'll set out your celebrations. What is this? Can you do a goog on a celebration? I don't know what that is. Um, but they're going to see it and say, this is me. This is for me. Um, I found a, a British candy. Oh, it's candy. Well, fuck. Why do you get rid of candy? <laughs> uh, I could be wrong. On Maybe this the thing. bin man is a knobber. No, I, I think I think I'm going to take the bin man side here. Yeah, I think as we always but, should. But um, I think what you could do is maybe instead of giving sort of verbal affirmations, just keep leaving gifts every time you take the trash out. <laughs> eventually they'll realize oh this isn't trash this is for me get bulk celebrations exactly there you go just leave one out on the top of the trash bin wrapped in a little fancy paper Ooh. right to the bin man whose Ooh. name we do not know Ooh. And, Ooh. Um, or write what is your name <laughs> that would be a good way yes perhaps some perhaps humanize them a little bit I doubt their name. Or he may he could just be a knobber. Okay. Um, I have two more questions. This one we're not going to really respond to, but I like because okay. I found them and they were posted like an hour apart. Um, so this person says, uh, uh, user V Lonte says, I want to get my girlfriend a promise ring for Christmas, but do not know her ring size. What can I do? And then user um, BB Kilani said um, about an hour later, I feel like my boyfriend is going to get me a promise ring for Christmas, but I don't want one. What should I do? <laughs> so, a tale of two cities. Exactly. Um, yeah. The, it, it's not going to work out. Well, that has been the episode. Um, oh. Fortunately and unfortunately, um, we're uh, hopefully this marks our return to podcasting. Maybe it won't. Um, but thank you for tuning in if you have made it this far, however many minutes or hours it has been. Um, and thank you for um, being uh, this year. Um, on a heartfelt note, um, sir, I want to buy these shoes. But more importantly, this has been a very hard year for everyone. This has been a hard year for us. Um, personally, we lost our mom this year. Um, so uh, we can't buy her shoes. I don't know how to cope. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> we know it's been a hard year for everyone. Uh, so please stay safe this Christmas season. And um, you know, have a happier new year. We're in for a long, dark, sad winter. Um, but hopefully we come out of it better as a country. And, you know, uh, 1.72 million people have died in the world. Um, let's bring that number down just a little bit next year. Wear a and mask. Uh, I would like to say um, a big special shout out if you live in Boise, Idaho. Boise, take care of yourselves. We need you. I know that live comedy is back there because I follow your comedy pages. Um, (laughs) But take care of yourselves. We love you and good night.
And now, for your enjoyment, we would like to present Christmas Shoes in its entirety. Just a 
you see She's been sick for quite a while And I know these shoes will make her smile And I want her to look beautiful If mama meets Jesus tonight I want her to look beautiful If mama meets Jesus Tonight